my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and I take notes and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on July 6th, 2022. Because of the holiday on Monday, this is a consolidated session, which means both the public comments and the regular agenda took place all on one day rather than split up into two days like usual. It was also the first meeting of the month, which means there was a financial report and I thought it was going to be a long meeting, but it really wasn't too bad. Pretty light one. First, I'll go over the monthly financial report. This was finance director Tantra Emo's last meeting. And many council members thanked her for her service and wished her luck on her journey. Councilmember Knox said that American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA money, is keeping the city afloat right now and asked Controller Brown to make predictions about what will happen when ARPA money runs out after 2024. Controller Brown believes Houston and many other cities are at the edge of what he calls a fiscal cliff. Some ARPA money is paying for recurring costs such as salary raises, and ARPA money itself is not recurring, so Brown says we need to find additional recurring revenue sources to balance this out once ARPA funding goes away. He said there could be unforeseen revenue, like if the price of oil goes up, but that a potential recession is concerning. Councilmember Martin and Director Emo pushed back on Brown, saying the city has a healthy reserve and has been practicing foresight with five-year plans. Next up, public comment. Two different people discussed legal complaints, one with an HOA problem and one with a home elevation issue, and the city's general response was to tell these people that they need to lawyer up. Councilmember Kubash said, quote, if you have a legal issue, you ought to get a lawyer, end quote. Two people advocated for sidewalks at one-quarter place apartments in District D. Children and people with disabilities are forced to walk in the street, and three people have been killed by cars. Councilmembers Evan Shabazz, Alcorn, and Robinson all pledged to work with the residents to get sidewalks installed. I think it would be cool to get an update on this. An Iraq veteran spoke on a poor experience he had with the police department after his truck was stolen. He prefaced by saying he has the utmost respect for police officers and that even though his critique is severe, it is feedback meant to help. He called the HPD Auto Theft Division unorganized and said, quote, I felt like I had to convince them that a crime was committed, and I had to recount the same event multiple times, end quote. He only received a real response after contacting Councilmember Peck, but wondered why he even had to go to such lengths. He called attention to crime in the community near Sherwood Lane and Mangum Road and said the people there really need help. Councilmember Peck offered to get him another meeting with the police department, which he declined because the reason he filed a report, his stolen truck, is being taken care of. He concluded with, quote, The problem is, though, all those people that still live there have to deal with what's going on, so I wanted to come speak at a public forum to make you aware of what's going on, end quote. Two representatives from the new Black Panther Party for Self-Defense protested bail practices that they allege target black people in order to keep them in jail, such as not allowing payment plans. Crystal Muhammad, NBPP's president, specifically called out Councilmember Kubosh for comments he made back in 2017 that she says sparked a bail reform landslide that has harmed black people. Muhammad especially singled out Kubosh because he and his family have been in the bail bond business for years. Kubosh tried to defend himself by saying that he hasn't been in the bail business for two years, but Muhammad was not having it. She said the bail reform movement against violent offenders is a good talking point, but pointed out that accused people are not guilty. A representative from the Houston chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations, or CARE, 
invited people to visit their local mosques this weekend as the Muslim community celebrates the day of Arafah on July 8th and Eid al-Adha on July 9th. A magician who called himself Sideshow Shane advocated for more friendliness to street performers like himself who just want to freely share their entertainment and contribute to the cultural landscape of Houston. He was definitely a bright spot in this week's public comment session. Thank you, Sideshow Shane. I hope that you get to perform more. The final speaker asked for a homeless encampment cleanup. Next, I'll move on to the mayor's report. Mayor Turner was absent again, so Councilmember Martin filled in again. He said, quote, we hope everyone had a great 4th of July and a three-day holiday this weekend, end quote. As for me, I worked all weekend, as did many others, and I just think it would be cool for officials to not assume everyone enjoys the same privileges that they do. I also apologize for my grumpiness. There are three redistricting public hearings coming up July 13th at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. and July 20th at 9 a.m. More information on all things redistricting at letstalkhouston.org slash redistricting. Councilmember Martin mentioned the announcement that Harris County Attorney Christian Maneffi and the City of Houston have delivered notices of intent to sue to Union Pacific. There's a cancer cluster in Fifth Ward near an old Union Pacific facility that treated wood with creosote. Please read more about it and follow this case. It's an important one. Some HOV lanes will be open seven days a week for the summer. It's a pilot program by Metro. And lifeguards are still needed. There's a $500 incentive. Visit HoustonTX.gov jobs. Finally, Councilmember Martin praised the Astros for their recent, recent win, which was apparently ninth in a row, and showered Alvarez and Altuve with much love, calling them, quote, our favorites. Next, I will go over some agenda items. Agenda item three approved a $12 million loan for Ella Grand, a 128-unit, four-story affordable rental development for seniors in District G. Agenda item four would have approved $36 million for parking operations at both airports, but Councilmember Kubosh tagged it after complaining at great length about bad personal experiences at Hobby Airport, only some of which had to do with parking. Agenda items 5 through 13 all deal with grant funding for various COVID-19 related projects, such as health disparity outreach and testing for schools. Councilmember Alcorn asked why these grants weren't pursued sooner and said we need to follow up to make sure they're staying relevant. Councilmember Huffman agreed and tagged agenda item 5 while awaiting more information. All of the others passed. Houston is under a consent decree from the Federal Environment Protection Agency, or the EPA, for consistent sewer system overflows, or SSOs, during storms. Agenda item 20 approved a $12.5 million contract with Gunda Corporation to help get us in line. The project will use the latest proven technology for near real-time SSO predictive and condition assessment. It will support CCTV monitoring of sewer lines and more. We gotta protect those waterways and ourselves because sewer system overflows are no joke and dangerous. Finally, here are the Councilmember pop-offs. Councilmember Martin began the pop-off by wishing Councilmember Plummer a very happy birthday, and I do too. Councilmember Plummer thanked Councilmember Jackson for her advocacy for the Sterling Shire Apartments and asked constituents with issues to file formal complaints through 311. She is still working on apartment inspection reform. Councilmember Peck shared two upcoming back-to-school immunization events in Spring Branch, on July 23rd and August 20th, you can contact her office for more information. 
If I were a kid trying to enjoy my summer in peace, I would not appreciate this back-to-school terminology. Hopefully not too many school-age kids are consuming this edition of my notes for their own peace of mind. Councilmember Evan Shabazz expressed condolences to the family of Burgess Sunshine Bourgeois Jr., founder of the famous Sunshine's Health Food Store and Vegetarian Deli in Third Ward. Councilmember Castix Tatum plugged a fresh produce grocery giveaway and a pet pantry event. Both will have passed by the time these notes come out, but I appreciate her consistent help during these expensive times and also her focus on providing fresh produce in addition to pantry staples. She plugged several District K informational meetings on redistricting throughout July, so contact her office if you're a District K resident and want more information about redistricting. Councilmember Alcorn shared the phone number for a new permitting customer experience team, 832-394-HELP. She plugged the Regulatory and Neighborhood Affairs Committee meeting on July 12th that will deal with all things vehicles being where they shouldn't, like 18-wheelers parked in neighborhoods and more. And that concludes this relatively light and fluffy meeting. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters, and we have one new person to thank, Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron. Every time I get a ping about a new supporter, I feel the serotonin surge. The Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes, and if you are able, we really appreciate it. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings and how to find your city council member in the show notes. This week's episode has music from Joe Wasney, who also recorded it. It was produced by Connor Clifton. And all right, everyone, I'm Emily Hines, and I thank you so much for listening.